Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Paper Make Pen bring you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. and Molly in just a moment. One of the outstanding characteristics of a democracy is the right of each individual to worship according to his conscience and his beliefs. The churches of America symbolize the belief of many that through community worship, we can gain the moral strength and courage to lead a good life. They symbolize the important role which religion has played in the shaping of our nation. Each day, thousands turn to their religious leaders for personal guidance and for material help. Without religion, many of these people would have nowhere to turn in their hour of need. All of us recognize the important role played during the war by chaplains of all faiths in helping our soldiers to adjust to military life. Thus, it is manifest that religion is an important part of the moral fiber of America. It was the need to worship which drove our forefathers to leave their native lands and come here. Let us not forget the importance of the church in our lives. Let us, through recognition of moral and spiritual hungers, guide ourselves and our families toward a way of life which bespeaks peace and harmony and goodwill toward all men. Where are we driving for this Christmas tree and how much will it cost us? About half what the guy asked for. I drive a hard bargain, you know that. Them slum-raised lumberjerks don't put anything over on me, kiddo. I'm shrewd. Mm-hmm. Where are we going? Right around the corner here. Same place we went last year, and I got a ten-buck tree for three fifty. All it took was a little sob story. What was that guy's name again? Do you remember? Marvin. Christmas tree Marvin, he called him. Oh, yeah. The way you had your arm around him during that transaction, I thought he was at least your cousin. Well, I got a good deal out of him, didn't I? Oh, <laughs> boy. Boy, I don't know how he could have made a living the way I chiseled him down. Uh-oh, here's the place. Wow. Look at them. Beautiful trees, too. I'll wait in the car, McGee. These big transactions always embarrass me. There's nothing to get embarrassed about. It's just business. When he says ten bucks, he don't expect to get ten. He expects to get seven. That's why I gotta say three so I can get it for five. You really ought to learn about driving a bargain on account of... I'll wait in the car. Okay, it won't take long. This guy's easier to chisel than a bar of soap. I'll call you when I get the price settled and you can take your pick. That's fun of buying the trees, beating these guys down. Yes, sir, you're looking for a Christmas tree? No, no, I'm a bird's egg collector, Si. I thought I'd climb a few of these trees and see if there's any bird's nests. Of course I'm looking for a Christmas tree. Good. But I don't want a clerk. I want to deal with the owner. Marvin, his name is. Kind of a sweet, kind-looking old pigeon, or a gent. Oh, you must mean Marvin Myers. Oh, he ain't here anymore. He's selling razor blades now. Oh, gee, that's too bad. What happened? Oh, too soft-hearted, Marvin was. Oh? Sucker for a sob story. Every chiseler that came along took advantage of him. Oh, well. Well, I'm sorry to hear about old Marv. But we really got the trees here this year, mister. Just look over this row here. Take your pick of anything in this row for only ten bucks. Ten bucks? Some of those trees are over three feet tall. You look him over. I'll go help some of these other customers out. Out is right. Out to the poorhouse. 
ten bucks for a three-foot tree. Come on, Molly. Let's leave the car here and walk down this way. There's a lot of lots along here. You didn't buy a tree? Marvin sold out. That was the new owner. Remind me to check the post office tomorrow, will you? Post office? What for? If that guy's face ain't up there on the wall with a reward for him, it ought to be. Of all the bare-faced burglars. Oh, come on across the street. Oh, that looks like a nice lot. What does the sign say? Bruce's Spruces. A tree to fit every pocket. Well, let's not stop here. We don't want a tree we can put in our pocket. Oh, that's not what it means, Molly. Hey, look at them prices. Oh, all trees. 30 cents a foot. Say. That is a bargain. I won't have to chisel on this guy, kiddo. A 10-foot tree for three bucks, huh? His prices are better than old Marvin's were last year. Oh, and look, they're beautiful trees, too. Yes, they are, ma'am. Beautiful. Glad you like them. Uh, she didn't mean to say that, but that's no fair. <laughs> they are rather nice, though, sir. Well, take your pick, ma'am. Thirty cents a foot. I'm the kind of a guy that appreciates an honest deal, but if I can't do any better, I'll tell you what I'm going to do with you. I'm not even going to chisel you down. I'm just going to pick out a tree and pay your price. Thirty cents a foot. That's the way we like a deal, sir. Here's a beauty, McGee. How tall is that, sir? About ten feet? Uh, yes, I'd say that's ten feet tall. Well, wrap it up, Buster. Ten-foot tree, thirty cents a foot, three dollars, right? Well, that's the way most lots sell them, by height. But we do it a little differently. We sell by the branches. By the branches? Uh, this beautiful tree has, say, uh, oh, twenty branches on it. Average branch, say, four feet long. That's eighty feet of branches... 30 cents a foot comes to $24. What? Oh, my. $24? 24 bucks for that beetle-bitten batch of sawmill bait? Why, that lopsided droop-limb collection of chewed-up pine cones ain't worth 24 cents. Oh, McGee, now don't that get... That broken-down, banged-up, bow-legged balsam ain't fit to start a fire with. Why, look at the trunk on it. I lived out of a better-looking trunk when I was in vaudeville made out of straw. And then limbs. I saw prettier-looking limbs under a plaid skirt on a sergeant and a Scotch guards. Pah! Am I to understand from this that he doesn't want the tree, ma'am? Yes. I'm afraid you're barking up the wrong spruce, Bruce. Come on, dearie. Let's go. Boy, what a bunch of burglars I've run into so far. My gosh, you think with all the Christmas tree lots there are along here, some of these guys would be anxious to do business, wouldn't you? They are, but not at your prices, dearie. No. They all seem to have a peculiar attitude about losing money, don't they? Well, don't worry. I'll get a Christmas tree bargain. If it takes till Easter Sunday, I'll get one. Feels like Easter Sunday today. You've laid an egg at every lot so far. No. <laughs> Look, why don't we go home and plant a pine cone and wait? We might get a tree quicker that way. You think so, huh? You know what these guys would charge me for a pine cone? Probably, but... Say, there's an interesting-looking lot. The one with the horseshoe nail over the office there. Mm-hmm. Very modest sign they have. Texas tall timber. The greatest trees on earth, or any place. Come on, let's go look around here. They've certainly got plenty of trees. No prices on them. Howdy, stranger. Welcome to Texas Tall Timber. Uh, oh, uh, 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 hi, sis. Oh. Lie down and set a spell, partner. You too, Marm. Oh, thank you. We, uh, well, we just... We're just looking around, sis. 
Is Tex busy? Well, I'm Tex, partner. Who? Tex Aurelia was my baptizing name, but folks around these here parts just call me Tex. Well, howdy, Tex. I'm right glad to meet up with you. Likewise. I take it you're a hankering to round up one of these here Christmas trees. And, partner, you come to the right place. I got about 300 head here, all prime Texas timber. My, were these trees grown in Texas? Raised them all right on my pa's ranch, marm. Right nice layout pa's got down there. Bunkhouses right on the Rio Grande. These trees here come from way down there, partner? No, we raised these here trees on the north part of the ranch, partner. That's in Oregon. Oh. Got quite a spread, Paul has. Probably from sitting on them horses all the time, partner. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's get down to business, partner. Pretty mangy looking bunch of trees you got here, partner. How much you aiming to get from? Well, how much you aiming to give? How much you aiming to get? Well, I'll tell you, partner. I'll go ask my partner, partner. Uh, hey, partner, got a couple of Yankees here. Let's get out of here, McGee, before that road company Annie Oakley comes back with a buffalo gun. Yeah. Kind of a crummy-looking bunch of trees, anyhow. Doggone it, I'm going to get us a tree someplace if I have to chop one down on the city hall lawn. That might solve everything, dearie. I understand they serve fine turkey dinners in the city jail on Christmas. Uh, I could make you a plum pudding with a hacksaw on it, and I'd... Yeah, there's you. a lot we didn't try right across the street there. See it? Happy Herman. High trees for low prices. Hmm. Well, you go ahead, dearie. I'm going back to the car and wait. I'm tired. Okay, Tootsie. Well, luck I've had so far. I'm about due for a break, and this might just be the place. Hey, here's a nice tree right out in front here. Yeah, nice and full. Now, if I can get the right price from Happy Herman. It sure is hard to find a decent tree, isn't it? Yeah. These lots are so muddy. Aren't they a mess? Look at my shoes, just ruined. Yeah, sure gummy-looking bunch of trees, aren't they? Oh, I don't know. I got one here that looks pretty good. So cold out, too. Just miserable. Yeah. Well, now if I can get hold of Happy Herman and get the right price on this tree... Well, you're talking to him. You? You're Happy Herman? I was three days ago. But there's nothing gets you down like selling Christmas trees. Everybody's got a different complaint. The trees are either too short or they're too fat or they're too thin. It's just too much. All I want to do is sell these last 200 trees and go home. Well, I may be able to help you, Hermie. I take this tree here. It's a little cockeyed. Not exactly what I want, but you give me a right price and I'll take it off your hands, boy. Well, my feet are cold and I want to get back in the trailer, so you can have it for $8. I'll give you three. Oh, my. Here we go again. Seven seventy-five. Three ten. Seven fifty. Three twenty. Seven and a quarter. Three and a quarter. Seven bucks. Three fifty-five. Five and a half. Four bucks. Five and a quarter. Four. I'll make it five even. Four. McGee, I hate to interrupt, but could I have the keys to the car? I want. I'll be with you in just a minute, kiddo. Well, Herman, what do you say? Okay, I give in. Give me four fifty. There you are. Four bucks. I'll see you next year. And not if I recognize you from the trailer window. I had to come out of a nice warm trailer. Just well, Molly, how does she look? Nice tree, but dearie, he wanted eight bucks. We saved four smackers on the deal. No, we didn't. What do you mean? That's what I came over to tell you. You've been here an hour, and that traffic cop over there is giving you a parking ticket. What? If you had left the key so I could move Where? the car. Oh no. Well, bring the tree, kiddo. Now, you wait a minute, officer. I can explain. This is Christmas week. You wouldn't give me a ticket on... 
delight the Fibber and Molly in a moment. Time is slipping away. There are only two days left in which to buy that kitchen radio to place under your Christmas tree. Just imagine the pleasure that will light the eyes of your homemaker this Friday morning when you present her with a radio especially for her kitchen. She'll know that you appreciate the three to four hours every day that she spends cooking, washing dishes, or doing the many other chores in your kitchen. With a radio in the kitchen, the world will be at her fingertips when she sets the dial to the NBC radio network. There's wonderful music, drama, news, and comedy to make the time pass swiftly and to brighten an otherwise dull day when the radio is your companion. So tomorrow, for sure, look over the marvelous variety of gaily colored radios made just to blend with the decor of your kitchen. And you'll also find that the clock radios available at your favorite store can be helpful in turning on and off electrical appliances. Make this an especially bright and merry Christmas with a present that will bring pleasure all year long. Give a radio for the kitchen to your wife or mother on Christmas Day. It is a beautiful tree, McGee. We'll set it right here by the front window. Good. I called Dr. Gamble and asked him to come over tomorrow night to help us decorate it, okay? Sure. He's going to bring his little Miss Callahan with him. Oh, swell. Have him bring a stepladder, too. Mine's busted. Okay. Good night. Good night, all. Tums and Papermate Pens have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Natalie Masters as Tex and Jack Moyles as Herman. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Thank you.